think it can happen to you. In a hit and run chase in California, a motorcycle rider witnessing a driver slam into several cars and then speeding away. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. Tonight about the man suspected of killing a woman in a hit and run and his plan to evade justice. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video, and now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. All right. Okay, another Sunday is here. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course Facebook is DistractedDB. My website is www.DistractedDB.com, and of course if you're a first-time listener, welcome and you can go and get all my shows, all six years of my show, on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Just type in the keyword Distracted DB. Okay, so it's been a week. It's actually been two weeks, really, since this one particular story that we're going to talk about had happened. And so with that, I promise you guys, I am going to go out and find out where Lodi, California is. Last week, I told you where it was. It's about 435, maybe 36 miles from where I live at right now in the city of Temecula. So I reached out to the Lodi Police Department, and believe it or not, I have the police officer, Erica Urea, will be my guest in the second half of the show. I happened to catch up with her uh, Thursday or Friday, and I had a lovely conversation with her, talked about what happened, what led up to it, her thoughts about policing, her thoughts on just kind of everyday life in general. We're going to talk about that. But before we get to that, I just want everybody to know there is a new poll, a new survey up on my website. Now that kind of school is starting up. So therefore, in some places, schools are actually going back to school. Some places are not. Some are going to do it by uh, in like Zoom uh, or Facebook or, or kind of instant, instant video type things. Uh, as you can tell, my producers are not here. So therefore, I'm not tech savvy. I'm just going to wing this one. Uh, I know a Zoom meeting, if, I, if that helps out. So I think some of them, the teachers and students will be on those kind of things learning. But for the ones that are actually going back to school, this is a key point, okay? This is why I have this poll and the survey up on my website. Now that school is starting up for some of the students, would it be, as a parent, would you feel more comfortable if schools actually had driver education as a class to be taken because 
I think I know, like when I, I went to high school, we had driver education. And with that said, I learned a great deal of drivers, learned how to drive with school as the backdrop because the instructor was certified. Not saying that these companies out in town are not, but with a classroom environment, you get a lot more for your buck, if you will, because we used to go four days a week. One day was actually driving, a lot of simulation, a lot of classroom discussion, this and that. And I think the drivers and the students back then, as they learned more and they learned about the dangers, I felt, like at least I feel right now, it is better because the way people are zooming up and down the roads, and you'll be surprised a lot of them are teenagers or just people that just barely got their license. Nah, I'm just saying. All right, so anyways, here's a story that I want to put together real quick in regards to a um, real estate agent, uh, executive, who feels that he deserves a lesser sentence for a deadly DUI crash. And I got this story from Yahoo, and I just, I when I hear it, I just say, I got to play it. And here's the story, and again, from Yahoo, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Brand new details tonight on the Scott Gragson case. Gragson is asking the court to sentence him to 6 to 15 years in prison. His attorney also submitting more than 100 letters of support from prominent members of our community. They say that Gragson has been working on himself and is helping others. It was a crash that rocked the valley. Right, look down at your foot. Two, three, four, five, six. Oh, I just killed it. Now, sir, you're under arrest for DUI. The man failing the sobriety test, as seen on police body camera footage, is multi-millionaire real estate mogul Scott Gragson. That's according to authorities. Records show his blood alcohol content was 0.147 three hours after the crash. That was May of last year. Now Gragson is asking the court for a lighter sentence. His attorney submitting these documents, saying Gragson has been working on himself getting alcohol treatment in Utah. He also claims Gragson has been helping others suffering from alcohol problems. 166 people sent letters in support of Gragson to the judge. Those letters coming from friends, family, and some well-known names in the Valley, like advertising executive Sig Rogich. He writes, quote, Mr. Gragson is a shell of his former self and has made every effort since that fateful day to conduct himself in an exemplary manner and try to mend his wrongdoing piece by piece. Gragson's attorney also saying, quote, the letters illustrate that Mr. Gragson is remorseful, is a man of good character, also calling him compassionate, humble, ethical, and caring. Investigators say Gragson was returning from a charity golf tournament put on by Colliers International, where Gragson was an executive vice president. There were four passengers in his SUV, 36-year-old Melissa Newton, a mother of three, was killed in that crash. Gragson has settled lawsuits with Newton's estate and two other victims. One lawsuit is pending. Gragson pleaded guilty to criminal DUI charges. He's set to be sentenced on September 4th, and he faces a maximum 25-year prison sentence.
All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, and I want to thank Yahoo for allowing me to use the sound. But in my mind, I say no way. There is no way that you can reduce his to 6 to 15 years when he was facing a 25-year sentence for the death that happened. There is no way anybody should do that. Sure, he's compassionate. He's sorry. He's probably sorry that he got caught. He's probably sorry that it happened. But is he really remorseful, or is he just playing along to get and beat the system. All right, again, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. All right, when we come back, my special guest, Erica Urea, police officer from the Lodi Police Department. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to the DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show again. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. All right, so it's been about two, three weeks or so that um, I played this audio piece here that really kind of took the world by storm. And I got this, somebody sent this to me, and I appreciate them for sending it to me. I'm going to play this, and then I want to bring Officer Urea on the phone here with me and it's going to be great talk i i just feel it's going to be a wonderful conversation finally tonight 15 seconds that's all it took for a hero to see act and save a life tonight the video and the police officer that's america strong this is the moment officer erica urea of the lodi police department in california spots a man on a wheelchair appearing to be stuck on the train tracks as a train was fast approaching i'll be out with the mail stack on the tracks trying to get him out as the crossing arms come down, Officer Urea jumps into action. The train horn blaring, getting louder and louder. 
just seconds to save this man's life. Officer Urea hauling the man from the chair, pulling him off the tracks, the train barreling past them, crushing the wheelchair. The only thing that was right in my mind at that time was just to get him off the track. Just get him off the track, get him off the track. The train did hit that 66-year-old man, but tonight he's alive. Officer Urea, a 14-year veteran of the force and a single mom. It just comes down to someone needed help and you go out there and help them. There's no one here in the, in the department that, uh, that wouldn't have done the same thing. A real hero. A real hero indeed. At least that's what I'm saying. I don't know how or what she's thinking about it, but I appreciate the person that sent me the audio. I appreciate that because that allowed me to get in touch with Officer Rhea, and I want to welcome her to DistractedDriversBusted.com. Everyone knows every now and then I do feel good stories. I'm tired of the doom and gloom, the hit and runs, DUIs. But every now and then, as I said, I reach out and find a feel-good story. Now, some of you may have seen it. It went viral, and I, and I think I'm pretty sure when I say it went viral, it went viral. There was an officer in Lodi, California, Officer Erica Urea. The police officer saved a man in a wheelchair from an oncoming train just mere seconds before they passed. So what I did, as, as you guys know, I talked about it in the show. I played you the audio that somebody sent me, and one of the biggest questions I had was, where is Lodi, California? Me, being from Temecula, California, I should have known. It's about 435 miles from where I live at. So what I did is I told you that I'm going to try to reach out to Officer Urea and see if I can get her on the air to talk to me and let you guys all know one, I, got, I did get the opportunity to talk to her. And two, I know where Lodi, California is. Officer Urea, how are you doing? How's everything? And welcome to DistractedDriversBusted.com. Hi, how are you? Thank you very much for having me. Oh, good. So as people know, and I'm sure you're aware of it, your video went viral. And, <laughs> and, I, and I've, seen, I've seen about seven to eight different pages of internet with people talking about it, shooting different angles of your uh, life-saving heroics that you did to save that gentleman in the wheelchair. So first off, let me ask you this. How are you feeling today? Um, good. Uh, you know, it was a little overwhelming at first, um, but, you know, time has passed a little bit, so right now I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> okay, and then everybody knows that you saved a man uh, that was stuck on a wheel, in a wheelchair, on the railroad tracks. Now, let me ask you this. How big is Lodi, California, to begin with? Uh, it's about 66,000, 67,000 people. So it's, it's a fairly big size. It's not, not as big as, say, L.A. It might be as big as, what, Temecula? Temecula's kind of small, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of thinking it's about that. But I, when I hear Lodi, and I looked at some of the photos online, it kind of reminds me of my childhood uh, uh, childhood city, like town that I grew up in. Kind of small, where yeah. everybody kind of knows everybody, right? Yes, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. All right, see, Definitely so... Definitely has that hometown feel. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, so with that said, all right, so did you actually roll upon this, or did somebody call you and let you know that there's a guy stuck on the, on the train track? No, I just happened to be in the area. I was uh, kind of had been on the west side of town, 
and I was actually driving towards uh, the east end of town, and where it happened, it's actually Lodi Avenue, and that's, uh, you know, one of the, a bigger street there, you know, a lot of traffic usually goes through there, so I just was kind of going from the west side of town to the east side of town that day. And so you rolled up on there, and obviously from the video uh, you stopped, I heard that you were making a call at the same time as you were rolling up on it, and you stopped, you got out, you grabbed him, and you got him off the tracks. Now, did any part of him or the or the um, wheelchair get hit at all? Yes. So when I initially got there, um, as I was driving through Lodi Avenue, actually the, the arms hadn't gone down for the train yet. So I just happened to be crossing the tracks. As I was getting to the tracks, I noticed, um, I was, you know, because we have a computer in the car, uh, we get messages on there, we get calls on there. Um, so as I'm driving, I usually check, hey, is there any calls in the area or messages from other officers or dispatchers? So I happened to be going there and I had glanced down on my computer and through my, from the corner of my eye, I saw someone on the tracks. And that's when I looked over and I saw the gentleman on the tracks. He was sitting there and he was kind of, I guess you can say like kind of wiggling in his chair, like he was stuck. So at that point, um, I made a U-turn to come back to him and in my head. Oh, you know, he's, he looks like he's stuck. I'm going to see if I can go out, maybe go help him, um, see if he needs anything. So as I finished making my U-turn to come back to him, that's when the, the, uh, the railroad arm started coming down. And, you know, that's when uh, the journalist starts going because now it's not just, hey, you know, get out, take your time, maybe help him out. It's, oh, man, i got to get him off the tracks. There's a train coming. So he, um, you know, that's where the video picks up because our body cam, once we turn on our lights, it automatically turns on our body camera. So I swear the video picks up. Mm-hmm. You see me running towards him, grab him, uh, pull him off, and the uh, the chair. So initially, I tried to see if I could move the chair, try to see if it, it could budge, but it was completely stuck. And those um, those chairs are very heavy, the uh, you know the electric mm-hmm. chairs. So I came around to his side, noticed that there was no way I can get the chair off. So that's kind of where you see me. I grab him and I pull. Right. And um, couldn't tell. I wasn't sure maybe if he had use of his legs. He had a cane with him. I thought maybe he was able to get up or something. Um, and there was, I, I don't know if he was confused or what was going through his head or anything. He never said anything. So I just kind of grabbed and pulled. He just kind of fell to the ground. And as I was uh, bending over to try to grab him again, he kind of slipped and I tried to grab him again. And that's when you see the train come by. Um, the train actually hit his chair. Um, mm-hmm. wow. And that's when I fell back. Um, I initially, my first thought was I didn't get him in time because I heard the crash and my initial thought was, oh, I didn't get him on time. I didn't get to him. So I get up, turn around. And I see that he's, he's still there on the ground. I go over to, and he, I noticed he, his leg, uh, was injured. So that's when I called for the medics and, um, I didn't want him rolling towards the train. Again, I didn't know his state of mind or if he was confused or anything. So I just kind of grabbed him and pulled him a little further away because I didn't want him rolling towards the train. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, quite honestly. Now, let me ask you this. Is your training, has your training actually kind of helped prepare you for this? Because I know there's a certain amount of training you do. And like when I was in the military, I did my training, but it it wasn't real until it really became real. And did right, it just right, automatically yeah. <laughs> kick in? Did it automatically kick in for you? Yeah, you know, it's, 
it's actually pretty interesting. You know, you, you do, you know, you have, you go through the academy, you have all this training and just on the job, I've been on there for 14 years now. And a lot of calls are very different. Um, but I can't say there's just this one, you know, there's no training in, Hey, if someone gets stuck on the tracks, this is how you get them off. <laughs> the best way to get them off. And I think it was just more, um, just the mindset, just, Hey, you know, the only thought in my head was, get him off the tracks, get him off the tracks. I had no other thoughts in my head other than I need to get him off the tracks. And I think it is just one of those where, you know, it's, you know, people sign up to be police officers because they want to help people. And I think that's just kind of that drive, like, okay, hey, someone needs help. We have to help them. That's awesome. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Again, I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and, of course, now this podcast show. I'm talking today with Officer Erica Urea, the uh, California police woman, who police officer, who saved a man from a wheelchair just moments before the train passed and, and would have, you know, really ended up killing the guy if she didn't show up when she did. So let me ask you this. You've done this, and this is very special, okay? But now have you gone back and video or watched the video, review it on what happened and how close you actually were to to not making it? I have, I have. And it's honestly, when I watch the the video, it's very surreal. It seems very surreal to me. Um, when, you know, when it's happening, again, you have the adrenaline's going. So there's a lot of things going on. You know, you're, you're trying to, uh, at the same time, I'm trying to get, get this man off of the tracks. I'm trying to see where the train is. Because initially I didn't know which, which way the train was coming from. So as I'm running in, Again, the body cam is only giving you just one view. Um, it's just mm-hmm. giving you the one view. It doesn't show what I'm thinking. It doesn't show what I'm seeing. And so as I'm running to him, I was trying to figure out where the train was coming from, how much time I had. Um, and as I ran to him, I noticed that it wasn't coming from the north. It was coming from the south. And it looked like initially that it was from a distance. It looked, okay, it looks like it's still far away. I have a little bit of time. And that's why I initially tried to get the chair um, unstuck. But, you know, a lot of people don't realize those trains actually come by pretty fast and very quick. So, it, um, you know, it got there um, just as soon as after I, I pulled them off of the track. So seeing the video, you know, initially it felt, um, it felt like, wow, that train seemed like it was really close to my face. It just seemed very close. Hmm. Yeah, And I thought, yeah, I thought maybe, hey, it's just the adrenaline, you know, it heightens everything. Um, but looking at the video, it's like, whoa, no, it actually kind of was right in front of my face. Now, have you seen the man since this experience? Have you spoken with him? I have not. He, as far as I know, he's still in the hospital. Okay. He um, he was in stable condition. I had I have spoken with the family. Okay. Uh, very, very nice. They said he's, you know, he's uh, very grateful and he's he's ready to go home. Um, you know, because of uh, COVID right now, they're not allowing any visitors or any um, any family to actually be there with him. So he's he's kind of been there at the hospital just on his own. I understand. Okay, so let me ask you this, because now, now in the video, where I got the audio from, somebody sent it to me, and mm-hmm. it came, I guess, from ABC News. So that, I know, mm-hmm. you, you can tell if you're on ABC News, you've made it pretty much everywhere. So, <laughs> So what happened was, is at the end of the report, the anchor went ahead. Now I watched the video four or five times myself and the anchor at the end of it called you a true hero. Your thoughts on that? 
I have heard that word and I, I honestly don't feel like I'm a hero. I don't feel that I did uh, anything that anyone, you know, any one of my partners wouldn't have done. You know, I know that the, the men and women that I work with in Lodi, they all would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I don't feel, you know, like the word hero applies. I just think, you know, I just, someone needed help and whether it had it been, you know, whether it was me or one of my other partners, I think they would have done the same thing in that situation. So you feel you just did your job the way you were trained? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you think that. To me, I think you're a hero. <laughs> so with that said, okay, now you know that a lot of people listen to the show here at DistractedDriversBusted.com. Mm-hmm. And for all my listeners out there or anybody who listens and either has a young adult who wants to become a police officer, whether they're thinking about it, they're about ready to graduate school in the next year. I know school's starting up, so you got some seniors who, you know, graduated just recently. What what words would you give them to inspire them? You know, I I would just say, you know, follow your dreams. This is a, a career that I had wanted since I was very, very young. And, um, you know, it's not like the movies. You know, the movies, obviously, it's for entertainment. And um, there are times where, you know, you get the excitement. For example, like in, in this case, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. And, um, you know, it's one of those where you... Um, prepare for the worst, but you hope for the best. And I think um, as long as you keep a positive attitude and you have that desire to help people, this would be this is a great career um, for for anybody who who thinks about it. You know, um, like I said, this is something I've always wanted to do. I've had family members mm-hmm. as well that were in law enforcement, and uh, you know, it's if it's something you want to do. You know, sometimes it could be a thankless job. Um, and I think, you know, there are years where, um, it is a little harder, you know, there are times where, um, we're not very liked. Um, but I think if, if you have a good heart and you're a a good human being, this is, this is a great job. How do, how do people follow you on Facebook or social media, you or your department? Uh, so on Facebook, uh, it's the Lodi police department. Uh, we have a Facebook page there, and uh, they're actually pretty good at updating, um, you know, current events and stuff like that as well. Are you guys hiring? Uh, yeah, we are. We're always hiring, always okay. looking for people. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Any last words that you'd like to let the listeners know? Anything about you, yourself, your police department, or anything? You know, I, honestly, I just want to say thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I have received just a tremendous amount of support after all this happened. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that has reached out. You know, I have gotten mail, emails, phone calls. I mean, it's just the amount of support um, has been very overwhelming, and it's been it's been great. You know, um, I think, you know, times are a little difficult in law enforcement right now, and just receiving that amount of support has been just very great and very uplifting and, you know, just reminds me. It's a great reminder of, how many good people there are out there. All right. Again, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. Again, my special thanks to our special guest today, Officer Eric uh, Erica Ria. And uh, I just want to say thank you very much for being with us here at DistractedDriversBusted.com. And anytime that I get a chance, I'm going to go up to Lodi because I know you're on the other side of California. You're just a little <laughs> bit north, I think, more eastern up a little bit from where I live at. 
So at least if I get the opportunity and once this COVID stuff ends, I am going to make a personal trip up there to meet you in person. And I hope that you'll oh, still be, be great. And I hope you'll still be around. I will be. <laughs> okay. Don't be heading off to some big, uh, big fancy city now. All right. Again, <laughs> no. again uh, my special guest, Officer Erica Urea, the California officer, police officer who saved a man. Hey, when we come back, when we come back, lots more to talk about. And also the poll and the survey, we'll talk about that when we come back. Again, special thanks to Officer Urea. Thank you. All right, again, a special thanks to Officer Urea. We're not going to have time to take another commercial break. Uh, my first segment actually went a little bit long. But my heartfelt thanks to the Lodi Police Department, Officer Erica Urea. I appreciate it. And, yes, I know times are kind of tough right now for the police department. But in all honesty, these are the stories that people should be talking about. This was a wonderful thing and I'm glad that she did it and it gave a little bit of positive light in a dark tunnel that the police are facing she even said it herself a little tough times but I want to thank her for you know actually she put her life on the line to save a guy and I really appreciate that again you're listening to distracteddriversbusted.com podcast show and I tell you what only thing is thank God that she was there when she was remember I don't want to die today do you until next week, don't let anyone take the sands of time within your own hourglass. A special thanks to the Lodi Police Department.